Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. And that's why life is so precious to me because we're all going to die. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but you experience joy every day you can. If I died right now, you guys, I want you all to know, you tell everybody that she died sad. (laughs) Tell everyone she died sad. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club, which is now airing on Peacock. Again, the greatest show on earth. And I think we only have one episode left. And I'm devastated. The first episode, the first season of Ultimate Girls Trip, they did like a Watch What Happens Live reunion. I don't want any of that shit. I want these women in a room together. Uh, for at least another week, and then uh, we'll throw in Andy to ask him some questions, or if he's not available, I'll head on over to Bluestone Manor, whatever we got to do to get him more screen time, more episodes. Come on, bravo. And now Page Six was reporting that Tamara is officially back on the Real Houses of Orange County, so I'm worried. What does that mean for Ex-Wives Club? Are we not going to get any more vacations with these women? I know season three, they got the cast already heading on over to Thailand. It's like Portia, Leah, I think we went over the cast in this show. But I don't want that cast. I mean, God bless them. I'm sure they'll give us some good TV, but I need this cast. Because Vicky Gunvalson saying that she wants everyone to know she died sad is television gold. It's the funniest thing I've seen on TV all year. Funniest thing all year. <laughs> and you know, I've been feeling like Vicky's been a wet rag, but this is the kind of wet rag that makes me laugh. So I'm fine with this Vicky. And honestly, this is the Vicky that I want back on Orange County. And I know that's not popular. I know you, me saying that is scary to all of you. I know that. But uh, I love this side of Vicky. This really like, she has this really dark, dark side. And I mean, this whole show is very dark sided again, because they're locked up in Bluestone Manor. These women have been through hell and back. This eight days, these women are braver than the Marines going to Bluestone Manor, getting locked there in Massachusetts for all that time. Eight days, eight days going to the closest they got to getting out of Bluestone Manor was heading up on a hot air balloon, which was still on the property grounds. And so I think these women deserve medals. Give them the, what's the presidential medal of freedom? That's what these women deserve because they are giving it every single week to us. And it's pure chaos. And it looks like absolute hell. Like these women, (laughs) there was that one moment in the episode, you guys, this week, where Phaedra was reading the prayer around the table. And all of the women were crying. And you know, like when you're, you have so much pent up, like stress and anxiety and everything. And no, but something can set you off into tears, like in the snap of an instant, right? In the snap of a finger, you could set off into tears. That's usually how I run. That's like my baseline. But you know what I'm saying? Like when you're all pent up, all that energy and all these women were sitting at that winery and it was like tears just flowing, <laughs> like the salmon of Capistrano. What was that? Was this from a movie or something? Will Ferrell movie. Uh, but the tears were flowing because it was like they have all this pent-up energy because Bravo or Peacock or whatever the whoever the hell locked them up put these women through hell. So again, I say they're braver than the Marines and we need to, I don't know, get Biden on the line. We need to give him presidential medal of freedom. I mean, come on, these women have uh, truly gone through it. And that prayer, you know, Phaedra's like, Father God, or what, what does she say, the prayer? I always feel like Phaedra's like, Father Jesus, <laughs> 
Father Jesus, may we all be blessed. And so she's reading this prayer at the table. And you know, the other patrons of this winery are like, what the fuck's going on? Who are, why are all these women together? Because I don't even know if it was like announced that this was happening. So imagine you're just living in, in, uh, wherever Bluestone Manor is. You're living in this secluded area. And then you're going to this local winery where there's probably normally no more than five people, five patrons at the winery. And all of a sudden you see like all these different cast members from all these housewives sitting around a table with a bunch of wine, saying a prayer and crying. Like <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening here? Oh, I love it. I love it. Father God, may they bless these women and may they bring them back. I don't care that uh, Tamara's going back to Orange County. I'm happy she's going back to Orange County, but I'm going to need her on a trip with these women. So I don't care what Peacock, what you got to do. You loosen up the purse strings and make it happen. Okay. Cause I will not accept anything less. Okay. You hear me, Peacock? You hear me? If you want to last another year, Peacock, you will throw these women into another haunted house for another eight days and you will give us eight more episodes of this. I have had it. I will not accept anything less from Peacock. Okay, I will not accept anything less. I will not stand for it. I will not accept anything less. Peacock, you hear me? Uh, I'm sorry. I love you, Peacock. We love you. The things you've given. And actually, there's a lot of good stuff on Peacock that I feel like just gets lost. They got the Queerest Folk reboot. They got Girls 5 Eva as one of the funniest shows on TV, but nobody even knows about it. You got to watch Girls 5 Eva. It's so funny. It's like this girl group that reunites after being together in the late 90s. So, so good. Uh, okay, what else? We got to talk about girls' trip. There's some things. Um, if you hear, do you hear a saw in the background? You guys, my boyfriend got a saw. He got a saw, a table saw. So first, I was competing with the ladder. You know, we moved, and then Matt got a ladder, and I caught him sleeping with the ladder. Then he got the power washer. He was power washing the sidewalk, power washing like stuff that's not even our yard. He's power washing, you know, with the power washer. He got the, from the Home Depot. And now this morning, we get this big ass box on the front porch. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, he's obsessed with Ryobi. He's like texting my dad about Ryobi, which Ryobi is like the name brand of the tools. And they're having this whole relationship together about Ryobi, you know? And so this big old Ryobi box, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's the biggest box I've seen on delivered to this house. And it's like a table saw. And he's like sawing something outside now. So uh, I'm sorry if the microphone picks it up. He's been sawing all day. So I was like waiting for him to maybe stop sawing. And now he's been sawing all weekend. I'm like, what the fuck else do you have to saw? Like you're just sawing shit. And it's so fucking loud too. Uh, excuse my language. But you know, and now I'm competing with the saw, the power washer, and the ladder. I might as well give up. I might as well give up because there's no competing with any of that. And Ryobi, if he ever meets a man named Ryobi, I'm out of here. Right, because there's no way that I'm lasting through that. Because he's going to leave me if he meets a man named Ryobi because he's obsessed with this tool brand. I guess it's a brand. It's a brand. It's a brand, right? I, I don't know. Ryobi is it? A, I guess it's a popular brand. Ladies, do you have husbands out there? Are you? If you're interested in tools, is Ryobi like the brand to get or something? We need to get Ryobi on a, as a sponsor on this podcast because uh, we're getting a lot of Ryobi products in this house. Might as well send them to us for free instead of just wasting. We're spending all that money. I don't even know what he spent on this Ryobi saw. I mean, a big-ass box. It's got to be expensive. Uh, anyway, if you hear that in the background, apologies, but it is what it is. Deal with it. Uh, you guys, it was Christmas on Ultimate Girls Trip uh, this week, which made no sense, and I loved it. It was Christmas in September. <laughs> Let's just break this down. Okay, sit tight, little bear, because we've got to break this down for at least 45 minutes. This was Christmas in September, which is not a thing. So they filmed it in September, and Dorinda said, well, it's gotta, it, you got to be at Bluestone Manor with Christmas decorations. And 
Yet when she said that, the, despite the fact that it makes no logical sense, like I got it right away. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. That like I, we're all sort of right on board, right? Even though if you take one step back, not even a whole step, you take six inches uh, step back, and you will see that that makes no sense. Like why? Why it was filmed in September, and it doesn't go with the theme of the rest of the show, and. It, they're not airing this during Christmas season, right? Like, maybe I could understand that if this show was going to air right around the holidays. It's not. It's airing here mid-July. This was aired, uh, this was aired July, what, 14th or something? That's when this episode came out. So it doesn't make any sense. Although Christmas in July is a thing, but it's still, it's very loose. None of it makes a lick of sense. And yet we all just were like, oh yeah, okay. Like that, sure, let's do that. We need another week here. And you know they were scraping together things to do. And they were just trying to think, like, what can we do? We brought in the hot air balloon. Everybody's already fought with everyone. We got to do something. Let's do it at Christmas. They brought in snow. They brought in all Dorinda's decorations. It would have almost made more sense to me if they did Halloween. Because this was September, so why didn't they just decorate for Halloween? Because we love seeing Dorinda's Halloween decorations, too. Remember there, she had that one decoration that was, like, biting its arm that looked like Bethany? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I um I was happy to see Christmas though cuz you know I love the holidays. I love the holiday season. I love the decorations. Uh I love that when they woke up that morning, Dorinda had to apologize ever to every single person in the cast. Dorinda, she had to apologize. She had to go around on apology tour and just say, "Hey, can I talk to you?" to every single person. It was like, "Brandy, can I talk to you? Vicky, can I talk to you? I need to talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And they kept saying, "I love you" to each other, and I was like, "None of you love each other. None of you love each other." And they were all uh, scolding Dorinda for how she had acted every night, but not just the night before, but it was like, Dorinda, every single day you've yelled at us and gotten fight with us. They're basically like Uncle Frank saying, look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. It's Christmas time, so I put that on the soundboard. It's a Christmas episode we're recapping. So, you know, we put Uncle Frank from Home Alone back on the soundboard. Look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. So Dorinda's going around, she's apologizing to everyone, and Brandy, Brandy, do you see her? Brandy sort of like clocked Dorinda in the, in the car ride. She's like, look, I was let go of, and for my franchise, and I was really angry, starting fights with everyone, and it did not work out well for me. She's like, it's not going to get you unpaused by acting this way on this show. And that was breaking the fourth wall, because Brandy was saying, like, everyone's going to see this show, and they're not going to want you back on Roni. People, she said, people want season one, two, three, Dorinda. And I really felt like Brandy and Dorinda had a breakthrough in that moment. I felt like Dorinda really took that in and was like, okay. And it seemed like she was, she got it. It seemed like it clicked in a way for her. And so she was going around apologizing. And again, everyone's saying, I love you. I love you. I love. First of all, I want to say I love you. And I was like, none of you love each other. I do not believe that. But uh, I don't care. I love it. I love watching it. I love them. Uh, what else happened? Then they had a white elephant thing. They had the dinner and then the white elephant. And they were all, no one really knew how to play it. But the funny thing about the white elephant party was they were doing this game of like, who wanted to fuck who? You know, I love when the housewives do that. It's like, well, who would you want to fuck in this room? And that never goes well. If you're at a party, it never, because there's always going to be someone who has no sexual energy, you know? And remember on Roni, that happened where they were like in a car ride on vacation and they were talking about how like no one wanted to fuck Tinsley. <laughs> they were like saying, I think Bethany had said, I'd rather like blow Simon Van Kempen or something like that. I think maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but basically the whole cast was like, Tinsley has zero sexual energy. So, and that's sad for Tins. 
And now here on uh, this show, no one wanted to fuck Jill. And I felt bad for Jill because Jill's like, why didn't anyone want to fuck me? Brandy wanted to do Taylor and do uh, Vicky and do Tamara and Eva and Phaedra. And it was like, nobody wanted to fuck Jill. And Jill was like, what the F? You know, like, why <laughs> Why doesn't anyone want to fuck me? Uh, but while that whole conversation was happening, this is a real interesting thing. So guess who made an appearance vis-a-vis uh, she didn't actually make appearance, but people were talking about her, and that is the one, the only, Denise Richards. Denise is popping up on Girls Trip, which I would love to see Denise on a Girls Trip, but the fact is, Denise at BravoCon had showed up uh, at Tamara's room or tried to get a hold of Tamara to fuck Tamara. And this was shocking because Brandy, of course, alleged that she had sex with Denise. And everyone said, Denise said it didn't happen. And she, of course, did not allow Brandy to be at the reunion, which was interesting. Brandy wore the dress that she was going to wear at the reunion to the Ultimate Girls Trip Christmas party, which she also wore on Watch What Happens Live. She's getting a lot of, a lot of usage out of that dress. And I support that. Uh, but Denise wouldn't allow Brandy at the reunion because obviously this happened. Like Denise wouldn't have been so upset that this happened. The problem with that whole season was the way that they handled the whole thing and how it was like, uh, obviously Denise didn't want it out there. And then Brandy brought it out there. And then all the other gals latched onto it because they don't want to have any other storylines amongst themselves. And so they just were like going in on Denise and it was like, Denise was saying, I don't want to fucking talk about it. She was saying it's not true. But what she was really saying was like, guys, I'm not talking about this on camera. Stop it. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And yet they made it a big storyline. And I've said on the show before, I don't think it was right how Bravo handled the brandy of it all because they used her for the whole fucking season as a storyline. And then they didn't even let her at the reunion. And I bet she didn't get paid that all that much. And the other gals just got to use it as their big, uh, they were like dogs with bones and just getting to use that whole storyline. So I also don't like how it was handled with Denise because again, our dear Denise Richards and her husband, Big Dick Aaron, they were just trying to have a nice old season. And then now Denise is kicked off the show. She's on OnlyFans with the daughter. And uh, Denise could have used the Bravo paycheck, I believe. I'm not saying Denise is poor. I'm just saying Denise, I think, would have stayed on The Real House of Beverly Hills if the whole cast wasn't talking every single week about how she fucked Brandy. And now Denise is in the wrong. Denise, I'm feeling bad for on Ultimate Girls Trip because she's not even on this show. She's not getting a paycheck for Ultimate Girls Trip. And she's the subject of a whole episode. But apparently, she's just popping by everyone's room at BravoCon trying to fuck. Who else did she try to have sex with at BravoCon? I don't know. I'm sure there's got, if, if she tried with Tamara, you guys, don't you think, am I wrong to think? Maybe we shouldn't speculate, but I'm going to speculate. Who, who else do you think she tried to hook up with that BravoCon? I don't know. She, did she call up Sheena Shea after she performed Good as Gold at one of the BravoCon events? I don't know. Maybe after Luann got off the stage singing, money can't buy you class. Denise was popping at her door trying to go down on her. I don't know. And no one will ever really know unless we get another season Ultimate Girls Trip and somebody new uh, reveals, I don't know, that uh, Denise tried to have sex with them. Maybe someone from Shaza Sunset or Family Karma or uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Were they around at BravoCon? Maybe not yet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. TBD, we're going to find out years from now in the season of Ultimate Girls Trip. We might find out that another Bravo celebrity, maybe... Uh, maybe Jeff Lewis is uh, the housekeeper. Maybe Denise tried to fuck uh, her. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to watch what happens live and go to bravotv.com for more information. But it was interesting that Tamara really vindicated Brandy in this moment. She vin- And Tamara had said, like, Denise didn't want me to give out this information, but then she was giving it out on camera. <laughs> 
that was funny to me. She's like, yeah, Denise called me, and she obviously didn't want anyone to know. So here I am on this show talking about it. And honestly, maybe that's what helped Tamara get that uh, orange back over on Orange County. Maybe the producers saw them and they're like, okay, they might have struck some deal. I sometimes think they got like a back alley deal sometimes with these women where it's like, hey, tell them on camera that Denise tried to fuck you, and then we'll give you the orange back. You know, sometimes I think that happens. By the way, I don't want to shade Denise for being on OnlyFans because I support OnlyFans. You know, however you want to make your money, I think it's important that you do it. We're sex positive here. And so I'm not shading that. I'm just saying that I think Denise would have stayed on Real House Beverly Hills. Uh, and honestly, though, she's probably making more on OnlyFans than she would here on Beverly Hills Housewives. I actually think she might be making a pretty penny over there. So good for you, Denise. Good for you. Our baby's got a secret. Okay, what else happened on Ultimate Girls Trip? I think that's it. Did we mention everything? We should take a break here, and we'll come back, and we got to talk about uh, the Real Houses of Atlanta this week. They're finally on their cast trip. Oh, and then we got to talk about a BravoCon. So let's take a quick break here. Find me on social media, at Danny Pellegrino. Uh, you can go to the Patreon page if you want the bonus episodes. I'm recapping Sex in the City from the beginning. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to those bonus episodes. I do just one a month. They're 30 to 40 minutes recapping Sex and the City, the TV show. So uh, without further ado, thank you, ACAST. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. And we're back. Look what you did, you little jerk. Okay, before we get into the Real House of Atlanta, I do want to talk about BravoCon. Tickets went on sale. There's a ton of Bravo celebrities that are already confirmed. It's going to be at a bigger... It's at the Javits Center. Am I saying that right? In New York. So I think it's going to be at a bigger place. And the first one I was at, the first one like two or years ago, I don't know when it was, pre-COVID. I don't understand space and time since COVID happened, but it was a couple of years ago. And it was so fun. And I'm excited about the next one. I don't know. I think I might be going, but I'm not sure. TBD. I don't know. TBD. But I hope to go. And I hope to see some of you there if I am there. And I I think it's going to be a fun time. And I hope they do lots of great panels like they did the first time. There's all sorts of uh, people confirmed. And I think, did the tickets already go on sale? Did They they must have sold out already. Because the first time, tickets sold out in like 30 seconds. Didn't they? I don't know. Anyway, if anyone got their tickets, hopefully I'll see you there. But I just don't know yet. Uh, TBD. I think my friend has a wedding that weekend, too, in Columbus. So we'll have to see. TBD. Okay, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Last week at the slumber party, they invited everyone on the road trip, except for the non-cast members, which I always love that that happens. It was like Lisa Wu was at that slumber party or pajama party or whatever. Plus, they had some other people that were just randomly there. And of course, that's when they introduced the cast trip. And Marlo's like, I want to invite everyone in this cast trip. But it was like those other women weren't invited, but they were still in the scene. Ugh, nothing makes me happier. Or, or sometimes the producers make them get out while they do the invite. Just so mean. Imagining having, imagine having a bunch of people over and being like, "Hey, I want to invite all of you in this camping trip or in this trip to this gorgeous locale." And then it's like, "But not you two, because you're not part of the cast." It's like, "Sorry." <laughs> anyway, the invite was last week. We finally get on it this week, but not before. Uh, we have Kenya in Brooklyn and Candy and Blaze on a kid date at one of those like trampoline or whatever places. They looked so fun. They were laughing and smiling. Brooklyn was in the cutest little Dior shirt uh, queen. And I want to spin off with Brooklyn and Blaze. And I think they're the future. You know, they say the children are the future. The chit, I believe the chit. I can't sing. I'm sorry to even put you through that. I, I, I know that I can't sing at all, but I certainly shouldn't try to sing Whitney Houston. I mean, no one should. But uh, Brooklyn and Blaze are the future of the housewives. I think maybe in like 20-some years, 20, 30 years, we might be seeing these two run in Atlanta. Uh, and I always wanted, I always kind of had this hope with Orange County that like the young girls would take over. I thought like Brianna and maybe Gina's daughter, Kara. Like I wish they would have taken over. And I wonder, if, I'm sure Bravo's explored that. But I just think it would have been so fun if like they took over. I would have loved Brianna to become a housewife. Even though the husband, whew, let's talk about the husband. I mean, that husband of hers, I don't know, I see things sometimes and it always frightens me. You know, people will send me things online, they'll send me something with the husband. And then I remember when the husband was on the show and he was yelling at like Lydia's mom about the shoes or something. I mean, he's very unhinged. He just, he unsettles me, Brianna's husband. I don't even want to talk about him on here because I'm scared. I'm unsettled by him. So I don't want him. I don't know. He just unsettles me. That's the only way I could describe it is unsettled. So I'm not sure ultimately if Brianna would have been a good choice for a Real Houses of Orange County official wife. But I think like, I I don't know, I would have liked, or even New York, like wouldn't it have been fun? I know we're going to have Legacy and we're going to have the other new reboot, but wouldn't it have been fun if it was like Avery? And although Avery seems a little bit like a monster too, doesn't she? And Jill's daughter, Allie, like... I don't know, new generation. Maybe Bravo's right to not give us that, because now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, you know what? I don't want that. 
Uh, but Brooklyn and Blaze, I do want to take over. And I love that. I love uh, Kenya Moore Haircare is doing really well. She said she needs packaging and a new local supplier because she's doing it overseas. She hired a COO. And obviously, like, they're, they're giving us all this information. Candy's giving uh, business advice. And they're giving us all this because they're going to – they're going to compare and contrast it with Sheree, who we saw Sheree then. The next scene was Sheree dealing with her, she by Sheree, and she's on a Zoom. The Zoom kept freezing. Like the poor person that she was on Zoom with just froze. And I know we're all just victims of Zoom. But Sheree was in this room, and I have so many questions about this she by Sheree because she's in this room and she's got all these prototypes in this room and she finally hired someone. But then they were talking about the they're talking about the pants, and she's like, I want the drawstring inside the waistband because of the BBLs. And this concerned me because I just read this whole article that the BBLs are on their way out. So now I'm concerned. I'm like, Sheree, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. And I don't know the trend on the BBL, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not, I could be off base here. I'm just saying, I read an article. I don't know where it was. It was in a reputable magazine. I know somebody can look it up. But it was saying like that trend, the BBL trend is on the way out. And I'm thinking, I'm yelling at the screen like, Sheree, don't cater your joggers. <laughs> don't cater your joggers to the BBL because they're on their way out. Although I do think a drawstring is a good idea. You know, a jawstring, drawstring is a good idea. But that was like the big, that was the big decision Sheree was making in the scene was like, I want the drawstring inside. She was like stressing inside the waistband. And I was thinking, as opposed to outside, she said it as like as if it was opposed to outside the waistband. And I was like, "What?" Um, but you know, I'm I'm concerned about she by Sheree. It's still not available. Again, it's still not on the website. You go to the website, the Atlanta websites are very bleak. You go to remember I told you last week. You go to Ralph's website, it's bleak. You go to Sheree's she by Sheree website, it's bleak. You go to Drop It with Drew, it's bleak. All these websites, I haven't been to the archive, and I haven't been to Kenny Moore Hair Care yet, but I'm concerned. I just want their businesses to succeed. Uh, and Sonia actually looks like she's doing really well business-wise. She's doing the iFit program, and she was able to invite everyone. Speaking of invites to the trip, Sonia's inviting them all to Jamaica uh, via iFit. So they're all going to go get a free trip to Jamaica. And by free trip, I mean Bravo's probably paying for some of it. But she was able to do it, so I'm proud of Sonia. I'm proud. Uh, we see all the women at home getting packed uh, Candy was packing what looked like a jacket that, uh, how do I describe this? You know the show Curious George or the classic children's book series, Curious George, with that curious monkey? One of my favorites. I love Curious George. You guys love him. Love him. Uh, I once bought an apartment here in Los Angeles or rented an apartment from this guy who was obsessed with uh, Curious George. And when I went to look, he had all these like framed prints of like original Curious George prints. And I love them. And I always thought to myself, like, oh, that's really cute for a, a kid's room. I wouldn't do it in my own, in my own room. But maybe when I had kids, I was like, oh, I would frame like original prints of Curious George or something. Like, I think that would be cute for a kid's room. So anyway, I say that with love. I love me some Curious George. I mean, he's so curious. And, uh, so Candy was packing for this trip and she was the assistant or whoever was putting in a yellow jacket that looked like the man in the yellow hat. And I was concerned that Candy was going to wear this on the on the trip because it just – I'm not sure that it would play. You know, I don't even think myself I would want to dress like the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. And I was looking at this, but maybe Candy's got a, a, a better idea for this outfit. And I haven't seen it on her yet. It was just a close-up of this jacket, and I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> got to be concerned. Got to worry about what you're wearing, Candy. Uh, Candy Yams says Marlo, isn't that what she calls her? I love that. Uh, Candy cars, calls Marlo and says Kenya's not going on the trip. 
Kenya is pissed at Marlo. And I don't even know that anyone knows exactly what they're mad at. You know, like I, I sort of think something happened between Marlo and Kenya off camera that I, I know we saw the fight at the drop it with Drew and we know they've been throwing little digs at each other. And we've seen in previous years, they've gotten in these big fights. Marlo said some terrible things about Kenya's mother. And so we know that they've had a volatile relationship in the past, but I just think there's something else. And I could be off base, but I, I have feel in my gut that there was something that we're not get, we're not privy to. Like one instance, one thing, one something. Someone said something that I think uh, is um, really what the I don't know. I think that's what it is. I think what it is. And now they're throwing even these. Uh, deeper digs because Marlo got rid of the nephews. She sent him off to somebody else. And so now Kenya is using that. She's weaponizing that. And I didn't know how I felt about this whole thing because yes, I understood that Marlo, she's never been a mother before. And this sort of was thrusted upon her very quickly. I get that. And I imagine that's a huge shift. One minute you're not a mother. Suddenly you have teenage boys or are they teenage? They're young boys. And uh, the young boy, young boys, any young boy is a nightmare. You know, a young teenage boy, they're punching holes in her walls. And, you know, young teen boys, I'm sorry to say this, but they're like farting everywhere. And, you know, it's just, it's gross. It's like bodily fluids happening all the time everywhere. Sweating, they got the little fake, or little mustache above their thing. You know, like teenage or preteen boys, it's a lot to have around the house. I'm not sure I'd want to look at them all the time either. And I don't even have any kids, but eventually... Uh, I'm not sure I'd want a bunch of, uh, have to look at these teen, preteen boys or teen boys. I mean, it's, uh, I get it on Marlo's end of like, that's a huge adjustment. She was used to being alone. But I also understand like that other argument of like, well, you said you took them in and you can't just get rid of them because it's not stable for the boys. Like that made me feel bad for the boys because here they thought they were in a stable environment, someone who got them cell phones and who uh, got them nice things and got them into great schools and all these things. And I just worry that it's too chaotic for them. And now she's wants like a 30 day break. And like, I don't know, couldn't she have sent him to like a, a camp or something like I've, I like a summer camp. I feel like that would have been a better effort or just wait until summer and then send them off for the summer to like some sleepaway camp or something. I don't know. Is that an option? I feel like that would have been better instead of just being like, get out of the house for 30 days and go live with this person. It worries me. I was an angel, by the way. These boys were so messy. And I was like thinking of me being like, I don't know, 14 years old, 13, 12. And I was a fucking angel. I mean, Linda was lucky. I always cleaned my room. I kept everything nice and clean. I was always a good student. I was never good. I mean, the worst thing that I would do, I was like, we would drink once in a while with my friends. I remember one time my mom found a bottle of Smirnoff in my drawer. Like I had gotten this bottle of Smirnoff. And she found it in like my sock drawer and I blamed it on my friend Adam. I was like, Adam asked me to hide it. And my mom believed me. <laughs> she believed me because I was a good kid. So she's like, that Adam, I don't want you hanging around with that Adam anymore. Because she thought he was a drinker. And meanwhile, it was like my bottle of Smirnoff, which I wasn't drinking a lot, but when we, you know, when you're a teenager, you have fun, whatever. Uh, but other than that, like I was always a good student. You know, I was class president. I was just a gem of a young man. And I pray to God I don't have any terrors. You know, I don't want any nightmares because I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Uh, Marlo also revealed she has some insecurities specifically about her Bigfoot. I don't know how else to say that. She said her mom used to call her Bigfoot. And then later in the episode, she said to Kenya, like, yeah, I'm insecure about my big feet and my bald spot. 
And I, are we, is this the first time we're hearing about Marlo's big feet? Like, what size feet are they? Because she see, she mentioned it in two different scenes this week. So what size shoe has Marlo got? And I don't, I feel bad for her. Her hooves are oversized and she's self-conscious about it. So I hope that, you know, don't weaponize that. I hope that she's, by being vulnerable with the other women and saying, hey, I'm insecure about my big foot and my bald spot. I hope that those women do not weaponize it. So Kenya, sometimes Kenya can go below the belt. We know that. And Marlo, too. I think Marlo, she even admitted this week, I could go below the belt because her mom used to. Her mom used to call her Bigfoot. So she's trying to work on it. She says she got the mouth from her mom. Uh, And speaking of big feet, you guys, we got to talk about Sheree in the boot. Sheree in that boot. Now, Housewives are always in boots. Remember when Drew joined this show? She was in the boot. Brandy Glanville joined the show. She was in the boot. I think Marge on Real House in New Jersey next season has a boot. Or someone's got a boot on Jersey next season. I saw on Instagram. And Sheree's now in the boot. And uh, I have questions about how her toe went in. She was like putting a boot on. I mean, I have questions about this, you guys. Why did her toe go the completely opposite direction? <laughs> We need to get a lawyer or someone to get to the bottom of this. Because I don't understand how Sheree was explaining about how the one, the pinky toe went the other way. And I don't know about you guys, but like my toes usually all pretty much go the same. I guess like it can happen or something, but I didn't understand the story that Sheree, maybe I missed something or, you know, sometimes I miss or I go to the bathroom or I, I don't know. I'm just, I zone out for a second. So maybe she explained it. But when when I heard her explanation about like, well, then the pinky toe went this way and the other toes went that way. I was like, why though? <laughs> why did, how did that, why did that happen? And maybe you got caught on something. I suppose when you're putting in something gets caught. I've, I've never broken a toe or a finger. Have you ever broken a toe or a finger? It's, I've broken other things before, but not a toe or a finger. Uh, anyway, she's in the boot and then she's farting in the car the whole way, which we got to talk about these cars, you guys. These cars, now, Marlo set up this trip, and she sent two cars. It was like an Aston Martin and uh, something else. And you can't eat in those cars. And she was saying, like, these women need to see luxury vacation and how it is, whatever. But I don't think that seemed very luxurious. I'd much rather have a Sprinter van. Remember on The Real House of Salt Lake City with Kevin in the Sprinter van when Homeland Security shows up and Jen Shaw got arrested? She left early, and she got arrested on the highway. That's the kind of thing I want to take on vacation, especially for a cast trip, because we need all these women together. Bravo should have stepped in. They should have stepped in. It looked too cramped. Even if I wasn't watching a TV show, I wouldn't want to be in the Aston Martin because it's small in the back. There's not enough room to really spread out on the Sprinter van. You could really stand up and you could do the stripper pole if you want. You could do a whole slew of things. They could even make sandwiches over on Salt Lake City. Remember they had the loaf of bread in the Sprinter van? Uh, and this one, they couldn't even eat. Poor Candy Yams was trying to have her chicken wings in the car, and she couldn't do it. The driver was like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't eat in here. And Candy's like, the Candy was ready to snap. You know how Candy snaps like once or twice a season? I thought she was going to snap. You know, she gets like a different voice, and she like is always so calm, cool, and collected. And then once in a while, she snaps, and it's like she means business. And I thought she was going to mean business in the scene when she couldn't eat the chicken wings in the car. And I wouldn't have blamed her because Marlo sent the chicken wings from her restaurant. And so you know Candy was excited to eat them. And then the person was – and meanwhile, Sheree and Marlo got to eat in their car. But then Candy, Drew, and Moneta, who's going on this trip, they weren't able to eat. I felt bad. Just let them eat the wings and give them a sprinter van. Somebody should have stepped in. Candy was like, okay, then we're not leaving. Like, then we're staying here. And they sat for a whole hour. They ate. That timestamp on the screen said it was an hour later. And I thought, why did it take them an hour to eat chicken wings? 
I often go to Buffalo Wild Wings and it does not take me an hour, even with adding in the time to order and everything. You could be in and out of that Buffalo Wild Wings in 45 minutes and they already had the food. So why did it take them a whole hour to eat those chicken wings? They must have been going slow picking at them. I don't, I'm a quick eater though. I'm a quick eater. I, you know, I come from a family of three boys. If you didn't eat fast, you didn't eat. You had to eat really quickly or there was, the food was gone. Two older brothers, three growing young men, you have to eat quick. So even my mom, my mom and dad still to this day, I mean, my parents visited town and my mom is a fast eater too. My dad's a fast eater and Matt will go to dinner with us. And he's like, why are you guys done? And it's like, cause we had to eat quick. We had to learn, we had to learn to eat fast. And here's candy taking an hour to eat them chicken wings. So I don't know, but oh, the Rolls Royce, Marlo got the Rolls Royce. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And meanwhile, they were in that little car. Sheree was farting up a storm. She was farting up a storm. Marlo's like, what is there? I think Sheree said, what's that smell? And Marlo's like, smell to Delta. And then Marlo pointed out later that Sheree's been having gas the whole day. So she's uh, got the boot on with the gas. And I just imagine the gas fumes getting caught up in that boot, you know? It's already so stuffy up there with her hoof. And now uh, she's farting in this tiny little car. Excuse my language. And uh, there's all this tension between Kenya and Marlo, but Kenya ultimately does arrive at this place, uh, which we'll get to. We'll get to. So they get to this cabin, which looks so cozy. And Sheree's explaining to everyone how the toe went in one way and whatever. Then they do this interesting thing to choose rooms with choosing candles. And Marlo got all these candles that have descriptions. I love the way that they chose rooms because Marlo's like, okay, this candle is uh, bergamot and delusional. And they'd be like, Drew, you know, they had to <laughs> like, who's that candle? And I, I thought this was a great thing. I was ready to get some bath and body works and invite some friends on a cast trip or a friend vacation, you know, head on over to fire Island with some buddies and have them pick some candles. You know, you can insult them while also giving them a candle. And all of the housewives have been doing tons of candle work this season. Beverly Hills housewives, every time uh, Bamboozle Jane's in a scene, she's bringing someone a holiday candle. Uh, Rinna's giving everyone the holiday candle. She's walking into a house party and she's like, hey, bitch, here's a holiday candle. They give them a holiday candle. And now we're doing candle room games. On Potomac, Wendy's got the candle line. Uh, Karen's got the candle line. And then... Uh, even Dallas, Tiffany Moon had the candle line. Like they're all doing so much candle work these days. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but the candles, it was like, uh, this candle smells of high hopes and low expectations. And Shrey's like, that's me. And then she says in her confessional, uh, she did, uh, Shrey pointed out in her confessional, she said, I saged Tyrone out of my coochie. Cause remember they did the, the coochie exorcism or whatever they called it. Remember with the incense, incense, coochie incense did that last week. Uh, then we cut to dinner. The women didn't have time to change, so they all had to do a hoe bath. They got into a Sprinter van. They finally had a Sprinter van, which was nice. They go to this restaurant, Blue Ridge. It looks super fun. Uh, candy talks about how she's never been drunk. She sips a little alcohol, but she's like, you're not going to get different candies. You get one candy, and that's it. And I love that. Oh, speaking of candy, though, we didn't talk about this with Girls Trip. I got to go backwards for a second, because the Phaedra of it all. Uh, when Phaedra on Ultimate Girls Trip was saying, like, she didn't want to talk about why she left Atlanta. That was bothering me because I wish she would have just given us more information, right? Like she said, oh, there's two sides to every story, but then she stopped herself. And I would love to hear what the other side was, right? Like we saw what happened on Atlanta. And I do believe, Phaedra, I do believe that there were other things at play. I don't know whether that means there was producer interference or producer was feeding people stuff, storylines or things to say or do, 
or what it was. I do believe that there was something else. But the fact that she didn't get into it and she seemed to sidestep it and she doesn't want to talk about herself on Ultimate Girls Trip. And she's so funny and she's so great in a confessional and she's so wonderful to watch. And we've been loving her every week. But finally, this week, I was getting frustrated because I was like, oh, she's really not giving us anything about herself. She's just there being easy, breezy, beautiful. And I just wish, I, I felt like, I hoped throughout the time on Ultimate Girls Trip that we'd get some closure resolution or some other side of that candy reunion drama. And maybe there wasn't anything else. Maybe that's, she just says that and it really was like how it played out on Atlanta. But I just wish she would have given us a little bit more. It's like, you're finally back on the franchise. You're back and on one of these shows and we got nothing, nothing. It was just like, Oh, there's another side of the story, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And that was frustrating. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, so then Kenya shows up on this trip, and she's got a separate house because she said Brooklyn's coming, but then Brooklyn's not coming until the next day, so they're like, why don't you stay at the house this day? And it's a, a showdown, and Kenya's got all these excuses. She obviously just didn't want to stay with them. And uh, it's uh, causing a lot of trouble between Marlo and Kenya because Marlo's like, okay, well, I planned all this stuff. So you're not allowed to come and you're not allowed to do any of the things that I uh, have planned for us. So you could just stay at your house or leave. You're not allowed to experience stuff unless you stay at the house, which is ridiculous. And Kenya is not losing her cool. She's saying, I'll I'll be there to experience all the ladies. And Milo's just like, no, you will not be. And they're both remaining calm. And I love when these kind of fights more so, I think, than when people raise their voice and have these like big fights. Like, I love when it's like that. No one's voice is raised, but there's like so much emotion behind it. Do you get what I mean? You know how sometimes when your parents yelling at you and it's like, 
they're really loud and you know they're mad, but then when they get really quiet, you know they're like past the point of mad and like you really fucked up. You know, like that's how I felt like this fight was between Marlo and Kenya, where it was just like, neither one of us are going to raise our voice, but we're going to say the meanest things to each other. And there's so much emotion behind what we're saying, but we're saying it in a very level tone. I had the fucking chills. I had the fucking chills. I loved it. And uh, they're just pushing each other's buttons, they're pushing each other's buttons. Meanwhile, Drew bit Sheree's finger. I don't know if anyone caught that. She bit her finger, which was strange. I don't know. <laughs> she bit the finger. Uh, but Kenya says that Marlo's not sincere. She says, Kenya says to Marlo, you're the worst friend here. You don't know how to be a friend or how to love. Ooh, that was tough. And that's when Marlo said, look, I got a lot of insecurities, big feet and bald spot. And uh, Marlo told Kenya, this was interesting. She said, Kenya, you should lead. You should be a leader to me. And that was an interesting thing. I thought it was fascinating. Marlo was saying you should lead. Like you have your uh, all these wonderful things and you should teach me. And I don't know. It was because also there was so much animosity behind it again. It was just like fascinating. Oh, I could have watched that whole scene play out forever and ever. And it was better than just seeing them yell or flip or throw wine glasses like they do on Jersey or whatever, flip tables, whatever. I could have watched this. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, and it ends awkward. Next week on the show, we get some gem mining. There's a trampoline. Sonya's flip-flopping. Like she, Sonya talks to Kenya next week and then goes, tells Marlo what Kenya said about the, the boys. Uh, and then Fatoum shows up and there's that whole dog and bone scene, which I'm not exactly sure how that's going to play out, but I'm excited to watch. Ah, that's uh, Real House of Atlanta this week, you guys. Wow. Wow, Atlanta. Wow. What a good week. I'm just, I feel rejuvenated because of Ultimate Girls Trip because I love it so much. And it, we have one more week, I think, maybe two more weeks. And then uh, Atlanta's, I'm enjoying it. And Beverly Hills, enjoyable. Maybe not that enjoyable, but I'm, <laughs> even when Beverly Hills, th- this season has been sort of floppish with Beverly Hills, but it's fun to recap because I enjoy laughing at the women, you know? So I'm feeling invigorated. I hope you are too. Thank you all so much for listening. Wow. We have some fun guests coming up. I know I've mentioned on the show before, but last week we had an episode with Nikki Blonsky. You can listen to it on the feed. Uh, we have some other really great guests coming up, so there'll be bonus episodes. I'm not going to stop the recapping. I do not believe. Maybe one of the weeks we'll have a week off from the recapping. But I'm going to try to release the uh, interviews as bonus episodes, so you could still get all the Housewives stuff you want. And then if you enjoy the recaps, you can listen to – or if you enjoy the interviews, you can listen to those as well. So a little bit of something for everyone. And then uh, eventually I'm going to have to take a little breather week. I'm going to need a little – I know, some Danny time off to do nothing and not talk about these women. But for now – those interviews will be bonus episodes. So thank you all so much for listening and sharing the show. And we're all these episodes into everything iconic and the show's still growing and doing so well. And I'm just so grateful that you're all sharing and telling friends and all that stuff and, and getting the book. I mean, the book keeps selling too. Every week the book sales are going up, which I can't even, it's wild to me. So thank you to everyone who keeps sharing the book too. And like picking it up and telling friends to get the book. It's been so wild to me because I thought the, they, it would stop selling. And now every week it's like it, the sales keep going up again and it was already been so successful and it just means the world to me. And I, I wanted it to be just a big old warm hug. So I'm happy that people are embracing that. And, and hopefully I'll have information about maybe another book soon. Maybe, maybe, hopefully fingers crossed, uh, TBD, but I'll tell you as soon as I can tell you more. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Let's do our cheese little cool down because we need a little breather. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. 
breathe out. I want to make some other recommendations while I got you here. I know we were taking some relaxation time, but I want to tell you there's a show on HBO Max, I believe, called The Rehearsal. Now, there's this guy, Nathan. uh, He used to have a show on Comedy Central called Nathan For You. So fucking funny, but it's also very cringe humor. So I, I am cautiously recommending it because I know some people don't like that cringy, awkward humor. I do. And uh, he's got a new show on HBO Max called The Rehearsal. And it's so, it's, it's a, so funny. I found it hilarious. But again, it's that awkward, cringe humor. So if you like that, if you like that, the awkward silences and like the, that stuff, then go watch it. Cause I thought it was so fucking brilliant. The first episode just came out. So that's something I want to recommend. There's a show, uh, a book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's so good. It's a, it's, if you like video games, it's sort of like a video game romance with some other things thrown in there. But if you're into the, into video games and romance. I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm loving it so far. I haven't finished it, but wanted to recommend that. And then also I've told you guys about this before. Marcel the Shell. To me, this is the best, the movie of the year. One of the best movies I've seen in maybe five, 10 years. I love it. And it's for everyone. And I'm hoping to get Jenny Slate, who's, uh, the, one of the creators of the movie and she's the voice of this, but it's great for families and stuff. So hopefully we'll have Jenny on the podcast soon, but, I think it's so brilliant, and it just went nationwide. So if you check it out, uh, if you're looking for something to take the kids or to just go with, uh, it's a quiet little movie. It's an indie kind of film, but I thought it was so beautiful, and it stuck with me afterwards, too. So I loved it. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics are loving it. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes means everyone, all the critics are loving it because it's just, it's beautiful and wonderful and, and funny and heartwarming and sad. And you don't even need kids. Go by yourself. Just, I went with my friend Amy and we're both grown adults. And it was a nighttime showing and it was all adults in the audience and the whole crowd erupted in cheers because it was so good. So those are just some things I wanted to recommend you check out. Uh, let's take one more deep breath in. And hold it. Breathe out. I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. I also heard that Elvis movie is good. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I want to see it. Uh, Love you.